Welcome to Behind the Sims. At SaberSim, we're a team of professional gamblers, data scientists, and sports nerds building the best DFS optimizer and sports betting model on the market. This podcast is a behind-the-scenes look at how we do it. Every episode is an unedited recording of our team's actual conversations as we research, analyze, and iterate our way to answering the tough questions in DFS and sports betting. Whether we're answering questions like what's the best way to build your bankroll, analyzing different ways to diversify, or even building new models, we're going to share it all right here and we aren't holding anything back. If you're ready to go deep into what it really takes to win, then this is a podcast for you. All right. Uh, hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another Behind the Sims episode here. Uh, we are continuing our work on the, the slider backtesting project, getting pretty close to the finish line there. Started to have some of those initial findings coming through last week and then kind of wanted to reorganize some of the data there to make um, that make a little bit more intuitive sense. So, uh, Matt, I guess I'll go ahead and just hand it straight over to you to, to give us a little bit of an update on where we're at now and, and we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah, honestly, we, we haven't, like run um one thing i think i might have mentioned is that we wanted to run some like more slates or more sims we haven't done that yet but um i chatted with elijah a bit this week um and we kind of just went over some of the data and just i wanted to look at some things in um a little bit of a different way i think um one was just you know one concern we had is the like variance in kind of like if we just look at one you know the results of like the top build per contest then we maybe are getting a little bit too much noise in the data but if we're looking at the top 10 percent um then we're or top 20 i can't remember what we had i think maybe you had top 20 percent last time yeah um it's like too much smoothing of the data and like that that's too too many builds to look at and so um part of it was kind of wanting to narrow down like let's look at like the top one percent or the top five percent of these builds um and then it's just kind of making sure like the key thing i think last time is that we wanted to like make sure that we're including all of the contests and sort of averaging out like the top lineups per contest so we looked a bit at that but yeah but mostly i just sort of wanted Elijah to like pull in some different ways of looking at the data. Let's see some like visualizations and then, um, yeah, let's just see what you have, Elijah, and we can kind of, yeah, we can just chat about it and see where where we want to go from here. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, sounds good to me. I'll uh, just share my screen quickly. Uh, you guys see this? There it is. Yep. Yeah. Okay, sweet. So, yeah, as Matt was kind of saying before, we made a few updates. Uh, mostly, we're, like, dealing with the data. Um, so, at a high level, like, we have new data now. It's just easier to easier to download. We also fixed an issue that we spoke about a while ago where our sim precision being equal to zero was, like, causing weird behavior, but it seemed like the new data wasn't having that. Um, and something Matt and I spoke about earlier was... Um, Matt was added some logic to the code that simmed a contest a few times, I think, given in certain scenarios. And we were originally treating those as independent uh, yeah, performances. Just to, just yeah. to clarify that, we yeah. were, what we're doing is running multiple builds, more builds, the higher the variance or the um, mm -hmm. sim precision setting is. So um, at like one or at zero through five, we would only run one build 
and then at like six through eight we would run two and i think nine ten something like that uh we would yeah. run three and one thing i realized that we chatted about yeah it was that like i think the way that you were looking at the data we were kind of treating those builds independently um and so that doesn't really like take care of the variance issue and it almost adds more whereas what we should yeah. like the point of doing that is like we sort of aggregate those builds together um because like the higher the sim precision setting the more variance there's going to be in just like the lineups that are created so um yeah just to, to clarify that it's basically because we had i think like 2200 builds per um slate but there's only yeah. like 1100 different combinations of the, yes um three slider settings so like that extra basically we're doing like double the builds that we um need to i guess to take care of that uh variance issue yeah and before it, it almost would have been biased more towards higher sim precision without doing this right like probably they, they got like higher sim precision builds would have had basically like more chances to be the best scoring setting because we weren't averaging them together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, because mm -hmm. if that one, if one does very well with low sim precision, then like that will right. eat up all of the yep, like exactly. top X percent. Yeah. So like, yeah, we thought, so group them together. So like I, I noticed right when I did this, my the size of my data reduced dramatically because I was now grouping mm -hmm. together like three, but like the quality of the data right. is such that like, I think that the patterns make more sense now. So that was definitely a great catch, awesome. Matt. I think it helped. Cool. Um, so just to yeah, sort of see what Matt was saying again, like we're now looking at the top 1%, 5% and the top build, including each contest, which is something that we were not doing before. And this also should reduce some of the noise in that if for a given slate, uh, we performed just the Sims were very, were like very accurate and some of our builds will do extremely well. Like in the previous analysis, that would be, uh, taking a lot of the credit for the build settings, whereas this should hopefully reduce that effect, um, which is, I think, what we were seeing. So I'll just go through this quickly. Um, for the sake of this analysis, we only wanted to look at the flagship contest just because there were so many different slates to look at, we, or mm -hmm. in buckets to look at. We thought this would be a good just starting point for mm -hmm. like this meeting. But that being said, like I've run this for all of them. This is just um, a zooming in on the uh, bucket 23, which are... Um, GPPs of at least, uh, I think it's 10 to 50,000 entrants and 150 maxes. Um, so much different from last time, Jordan, but like these numbers, at least the correlation column was a lot more scattered and there was a lot more noise last time, whereas mm -hmm. we're now seeing a much more steady increase as the slate size gets larger. So I think that like those adjustments we made were definitely uh, pretty uh, informative. Um, yeah, I mean, this makes at least like a little bit more intuitive sense, I think, right off the bat. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, interesting. I think two things just jump out pretty immediately interesting to me. One, ownership still kind of static. Or yeah. That was basically mm -hmm. what we were seeing last time, too. And I would say for a contest of this size and, and payout structure, that's a lower sim precision at basically all slate sizes than I yeah. would have initially expected. Um, but that's kind of just first, first reactions here. Yeah. Yeah, and when Elijah was showing me a little bit this of this data earlier, and I'm sure you're going to get to it, Elijah, but like one thing I I wanted to figure out was with the ownership, it's so static at five, but does that mean that five is the best ownership setting? 
four, does that just mean it's completely random and five is just the average of a bunch of zeros and a bunch yeah. of tens and a bunch of everything, right? Because uh, that is, you know, five is the average across all the builds. So, um, so that's, yeah, that's what this visual, yeah. yeah, that's what this visual is trying to unpack. So just to reiterate, kind of went into these ownership numbers. So it's, uh, we took the top 5% of builds in every contest that was in each slate size and then average those to a single value. So what I did here was to look at, okay, what numbers actually went into that average value? Like what was the distribution of the top 5% builds ownership settings? And looking at this, like as Matt was saying, it's not like they're clustered around five. It looks like they're pretty much evenly spread out across values zero to nine with like there being a strange spike at 10. Um, but so that being said, like in terms of this analysis, it looks like ownership, the ownership fade setting is not having a big effect on the uh, expected ROI, uh, which is interesting. Except except for at 10. Except for at 10, exactly. So, um, which is like, I don't know, that's peculiar to me. Um, yeah, it feels kind of like a red flag again there, right? I mean, it, like yeah. there's something going on on ownership 10 builds maybe. Um, mm -hmm. oh, so just to be clear, this is also only for, this is for all the flagship contests where the slate size was at least seven. Um, I, that doesn't like answer the question, but just, I mean, keep in mind the context of this. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. you go, it looks like you might have the top, because one thing is like top 5% is still a decent number of builds. So I'm just curious yeah. when we get to... Yeah, um, so I can get let's, the top go, let's get back to the mega ratio app. Okay, so yeah, let's go back. So this yeah. is now the top one percent. Um, right. So this is now looking at in every single contest, uh, what mm -hmm. was the top one percent of builds, and then average those uh, per slate size. Um, and so this is yeah, sort of just the breakdown of all of these settings. You can see like correlation got a lot smaller for in in the smaller slates. It went from like when we were looking at uh, 5%, it was like 1.2 in the three size slate, whereas now it's 0 0.21. Um, so I guess like just really limiting yourself to the top 1%, it seemed to have dropped down the aggregated average correlation. Um, so yeah, yeah, real quick though, I, I mean, one thing that oh, I'm sorry. just yeah. thinking of here is, well, this kind of look at like, if there's 1100 different combinations of build settings, then yeah. top five percent like each top five percent is basically saying the top 50 combinations of sliders right sure yeah is that for each contest and so like there's only yeah. like say the optimal is like zero 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 sure you know which it probably isn't, but like say the optimal zero, 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 then it's like, there's only, um, I mean, I guess there's still, yeah, there's like 10 different combinations of like zero correlation and zero precision. Like say the optimal zero, zero, zero. Yeah. And it's perfectly, and that, but like correlation is the most important and the precision is the second most important and ownership mm -hmm. is the third most important. And so it's like the top 10 ROI are going to be zero correlation zero position and then just like zero through ten ownership sure and then the next ten are going to be like zero correlation one precision top ten of ownership 
Yeah. Like, obviously, that's not, I'm sure that's not exactly what's happening. But like, when we're looking at top, top 5%, there's only so many combinations of build settings. So like, we're kind of yeah. leaking in the worst, like, if correlation and precision are like way more important than ownership, then because there's only so many combinations of those settings, I think mm -hmm. I what I'm get, I don't know if I'm being clear, but um, I, I can kind of understand why ownership is maybe way higher. And so I think yeah. it'd be interesting to see like the top builds for each contest because like, yeah, yeah, just, it seems to like me, like maybe ownership is just like not nearly as impactful as the other two. Yeah. I mean, that makes right. sense to me. I guess I didn't think about how limiting the X percent, like, limits the combinations that are possible uh i never really thought about right. that but so i did do that i looked at the top builds per contest and honestly like i there was just so much noise i found looking at the top build per contest that like these values seem really odd to me um because this is again mm -hmm. for a flagship contest even on for a three like a three game slate we're seeing like zero correlation being the best um with 10 ownership and zero percent that's just like that just seemed odd to me so i i hear what you're saying and that like mm -hmm. looking at the top build should eliminate that problem um but this is i mean to yeah. me this is almost confirmation so i what i think is happening it, it's possible it's like a weird bug yeah my theory here is basically just like in a three-game slate, there's mm -hmm. only so much edge to go around. Like, it's hard... Basically, it's really hard to find edge in a three-game slate. And so, yeah. like, the more you have... The higher you have precision, the more randomness you're adding. And yeah. the less edge... If, if the Sims... If we think that there's edge from the projections... Yeah. From the Sim itself, then, like maximizing that edge yeah. is going zero position and zero correlation but i mean the ownership thing is weird yeah because then we're not maximizing that edge necessarily but if it's like i mean the edge is like i don't know it's like maybe just 10 ownership and zero position is sort of like the best combination of like game theory and our projections yeah. um and like the more you add precision just like the like farther you get from that like maximizing that edge um, yeah i don't know so like it, it's super weird but i can kind of explain a story like tell a story that sort of explains it um but yeah, yeah this is it, by roi too so it like makes sense that it's like really aggressive, like chasing ROI mm -hmm. at all cost to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did this for right. Omega and I, I saw very similar. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is also interesting. Yeah, so we can, yeah, I did the same for Omega for the top five, 1% and the top build per contest. Um, and what I yeah. saw was like- And Omega ratio is, right. And Omega ratio is like basically maximizing portfolio it's like portfolio optimization so it's like the sum of all winning sims divided by the negative sum of all losing 
sims yeah. so it's kind of a way of like minimizing risk but actually i didn't mention this to you before but i would be kind of interested in seeing the median roi as well mm -hmm. okay um well the median uh yeah no i don't know if median really makes a lot of sense um because that's yeah. just like not really what we care about but the other thing I'm thinking here too is since we're doing this based on the entire lineup pool, mm -hmm. I think it might like artificially be bringing the sim precision down because the like full yeah. pool of 500 lineups is going to be way more diverse than your yes. 150 subset. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And it makes me... Yeah, I guess it makes me question like the the goal like if the goal of this from the beginning was like let's maximize roi of the entire lineup pool i think that like i'm feeling like the sim bias issue is impacting things more than we thought that it would yeah because like we're evaluating these builds based on our own sims and so it's just like on the one hand, yeah, like having a 10 sim precision means you're getting like the optimal from like the optimal lineup from, you know, a given set of sims in every lineup. But it's like you're that's minimizing like the kind of projection, like the the not the sim bias, but the like model bias. So if yeah. we're like way, you know, we're if we're like way under on Otani as a pitcher, say, then the field in terms of like we have him at like one or one and a half strikeouts below, um, you know, hit, hit prop or like what Vegas think, or what you know, other projections versus think, whatever. Then, like, I think I kind of mentioned this in our last call as well, but like zero sim precision is going to like maximize that edge of fading otani mm -hmm. and it makes sense to me that like if he's on a three game slate then we're saying like this is how you the sims are saying you win this slate by completely fading otani um because we think that the field is way higher on right. him than yeah. they should be and so like that is the way that you maximize the, it's like the exploitative style play right like you're exploiting this this perceived flaw in mm -hmm. in the field which is like say being high on Otani and like the way that you exploit that the most is by having zero precision but if we had sims that were like perfectly say we didn't have any sort of like mean bias it's like the mean projections are exactly what um like the field it thinks Mm -hmm. then I would expect that we'd see much higher sim precision scores here because like we're saying that there, then there's going to be more edge from lab construction than mean projections, right? Um, are you, does that like, both, I guess both of you, does, do you think that logic is kind of makes sense? It does to me, I like just kind of starting to think about it. I, I don't know, like even, even with a 
field average mean projection. I don't know why this method of doing this would ever, like, why would you ever get a, a high sim precision out of a build? Like, why? I, I think because of line of construction, because I think the the idea is that, like, if you do set 10 sim precision or, like, the higher sim precision, you're getting kind of, like, better, <coughs> like, game script. It's so like for a showdown, as an example, you want all of your lineups to be, like, game scripts, right? Right. Like, for NFL showdown, you want it to be, like, okay, this is something that could happen in a game. And if you had zero sim precision, you're not going to get that. And if you have 10, you are. And so, like, <coughs> in theory that that's the value that I think a high sim precision would add even with the like mm -hmm. projection bias because like you're getting lineups that like make sense with like game scripts but for MLB you just I think you don't need that even on a small slate it seems like you don't need that um which is surprising. I mean, I've always felt like on a small slate, you really want those game scripts, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. What? So, like, I think if that is the case, kind of my theory. I mean, part of the issue is like we do think that there is an edge with our projections, right? <laughs> but we also don't believe that our projections are 100% perfect. And it makes sense. It feels like the answer should be somewhere in the middle where we want our default sliders to account for the fact that like, yeah, we have edge, like our projections are good or better than the fields. Um, but like, they're not perfect and so we want probably like to incorporate that like line of construction edge more than this is doing so okay so in my head the way i'm kind of thinking about this is like ultimately as the sim precision gets higher we kind of include outcomes that are further and further away from the mean. And since we're testing this against what deliver the highest ROI results, I feel like it's always going to end up being shifted towards low sim precision where we just had that big projection edge. Yeah. Like we're never the, the higher sim precision builds are almost just hedges that will never actually be the best. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I wonder if like I feel like the value of a higher sim precision day to day is almost more to like not bust out or over the course yeah, of the season. Like if you just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I wonder if there's a way to do this in a way that actually mimics a bankroll a little more, hmm. like the actual true risk of if you built on like a really low sim precision over and over, how long could you actually go yeah. and sustain that while you, I guess, kind of almost waited for the slate where you did have that huge projection edge to deliver all the ROI? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's um, an interesting way to do this. In yeah. theory, 
you'd think that omega ratio would address that a bit, but yeah, it seems like here it's see. not. I think part of the reason that it's not is that like because we have this like we're evaluating based on the sims like omega ratio the idea is that like you're the numerator is the slate so that you how much you win when you win and the denominator is how much you lose when you lose yeah. and but if you're like not if the sims are saying like oh like this barely ever loses like this 500 lineup set never loses yeah. then i don't think it'll encapsulate and like the it problem is that, right and like with omega ratio it's evaluating the entire lineup pool but you're never gonna, yeah well rarely i guess you can if you can enter enough unique you know enough um entries but like you're not the goal isn't that you're entering the entire lineup pool and so evaluating mm -hmm. the portfolio of lineups doesn't really make sense when we're uh when we're um, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but uh, when we're not entering the portfolio of lineups, we don't want to yeah. really evaluate it that way. Um, For sure. I think, I, yeah. I think Jordan, you're right that like, even though we want to maximize ROI, it does feel like there's some like minimum amount of diversification that we need here. Yeah. Um, yeah. E even these like, correlation I'm, numbers, sorry to interrupt, go ahead. Well, I guess I'm almost tempted to, just out of curiosity, almost, like, look at what these, like, eliminate, like, 0 through 5 precision or 0 through 4 precision yeah. and just see what the results look like with, like, only looking at higher than precision. Just, mm -hmm. like, not that that's, like, what we should do, but I kind of want to see, like, okay, assuming, like, we have pools that are more diverse, what are the optimal settings then um, yeah but the other thing i i'm thinking is um is to like figure out a way and this is like i think a bigger project but we've talked about it a bit as a team a while back but uh figure out a way in the evaluation step of these sims to remove some of the projection bias and yeah. like almost adjust the sims um, to be closer to the field. Um, so if we could like take the essentially like take the aggregate projections from like the you know from a few other sources or like essentially like adjust all of the distributions, all the sims to be closer to what the field would use and use those mm -hmm. to evaluate. Um, see how that changes things. Um, I think originally we didn't think that was necessary because we're sort of looking at like relative ROI. But again, like I think it makes sense that like that's these sims are just saying like, look, the highest, the source of the most edge is that is is the like essentially the model by like the the difference right. in yeah. the like average projections versus the field and uh that kind of makes sense if we have like it makes sense if we have the sims are assuming that they're perfect and if the sims are like sufficiently 
different than the field too, mm-hmm. which I think our sims are like our MLB sims aren't going to be that far from the field, but like they might be far enough that there's like that's the edge that the sims are telling us for sure. Yeah, I think like hard coding the precision values is like a good, quick, and dirty way to maybe get rid of some of that bias. But I agree, I think it'd be really interesting to take our sims and then after the sim adjust the project player projections based on the field um i think that could be really interesting yeah my gut i feel like still says that if we say eliminate zero through five sim precision that the most like we'll just see that like six becomes Mm. really popular um i i don't i don't know exactly what this would look like i I still i i feel like that a really interesting way of doing this and maybe it is in a future project but be to to actually like make this make whatever we're doing here play with a real bankroll like a simulated bankroll over yeah. a season and create some kind of chronological thing because yeah. I, I wonder yeah. like how many of these players playing on like anywhere from one like one to five correlation, roughly five ownership and one to five precision, like how many of those theoretical players could survive a, a baseball season? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. And then I think you have an interesting, like, cause it's kind of, honestly, it's, it's a similar path that we took on the contest selection mm-hmm. project that we did with Eric, where like we came up, we came to one strategy that's like, okay, you've maximized ROI. This is like your theoretical mm-hmm. edge but can you do it? Can you actually survive? And the answers to those were, were super different. Like there's right. definitely an ROI boost in those single entries and three maxes. Like that's where we went first. But then when we simmed yeah. out in order of how it actually feels to play it, you, you go broke too mm-hmm. easily to actually ever get there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the reason we didn't do that here is because like, I think our thinking was that the slider settings, the point of the slider settings is to maximize your pool ROI, the point mm-hmm. of saber score, or the point of a future diversifier. Like basically the point of like, okay, after your pool's built, then like it within the build setting exposures, that's like yeah. where you diversify. But if the pool isn't diversified enough to begin with, then you can't um you can't, you know do that like if if the pool has a hundred percent of some stack then you're not ever going to be able to like diversify it um which is why we had omega ratio as like a tiebreaker but it feels like maybe that's not enough here yeah yeah it's weird i i I don't know as kind of a almost a counterpoint i like just ran one so tonight's a nine game slate so i ran one at 252, which was it was I think maybe the top 1% for ROI or the top 5% yeah. ROI. And across your entire pool, like you're not overly exposed to any one player. Like I highest highest battering exposure in a 500 build is 30%. Highest overall player exposure is Verlander 50%. And it's kind of a weird slate tonight where you have that one pitcher that's projected way above everybody else. And so you're actually getting a pretty diversified pool here, mm. even at Sim Precision 2, mostly just because we're looking at that entire set of, of 500. 
I don't know. It's it's interesting, but there's there's almost no stacks because the correlation's so low. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. You know, one thing I just kind of thought of, this is like um, maybe on the bug territory or I'm not sure what we set min salary at for these builds. Um, mm. Which I'm just kind of wondering if Like part of it is if we have min salary at zero, then we like lower sim precision would or like high sim precision might give you some like weird lineups. Um, I think we yeah, it looks like we do we did set min salary at zero. I think the the reasoning was like we don't want to like let that impact the <clears throat> results but that is different than what we have in the app um, but just like i mean i just ran a build yeah for tonight again at with those settings that you mentioned but then zero min salary and Yeah, I mean, we get some very low salary lineups, <laughs> um, which I think is because the ownership, like the combination of high-ish ownership and low-ish precision is like ownership is pretty highly weighted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's like a lot of white low salary lineups. Um, and I'm feeling like that was maybe what we should have done is set min salary to what it is in the app. Um, and like, even if that should be changed, like that's not what we're testing here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think I this guess. is like I think the fact that we had mid salary so high, ownership fade, is like not doing as much as it would. Um, mm -hmm. Or sorry, mid salary because mid salary is at zero in the builds. I got mixed up. Mid salary is at zero in the builds, and so yeah, I don't know. This is kind of weird. Sorry, let me just uh, like I, I need to wrap my around this but yeah no i mean it would make sense to me if 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 min salary is zero that it's then also kind of favors lower precision as well and it, it almost it neutralizes the ownership fade slider a little bit yeah um Yeah, so um, kind of like getting to next steps here. Uh, yeah. 
I think that we're, I guess, is there more that you wanted to show Elijah to in this like presentation to go over or we kind of got through all of it? I don't think so. I think like the, right. I think we got through what I wanted to show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the results, like it, they definitely are seeming more logical and certainly in terms of like correlation um but yeah mm -hmm. the sim precision thing is uh something i think we need to like think about um and then the mid salary thing as well uh yeah i i would really like to so the things that i like to just kind of summarize what we we'll talked about and like what the next steps are I think I want to think of a different way to measure or like have some minimum amount of diversification. But like, I guess like you said, Jordan, like there is a decent amount of diversification in uh, mm -hmm. like even with a low sim precision. Um, but like, I, I still want to look into that a bit um, and I want to look at what we can do to eliminate the or to mitigate the like bias, the model bias. Um, mm -hmm. Will from our team had some ideas a while back about how to like adjust sims in like a smarter way for custom projections. So I might look at that again. Um, and I think that we should probably run it with like the min salary numbers that are in the app. Yeah. And then once we've done that, like then maybe we can like run it again, like with the purpose of changing min salary. But then I guess that maybe changes. It's kind of a chicken and the egg thing, right? Like mm -hmm. they all impact each other a bit. Yeah. The min salary thing kind of drives me nuts too because it it I know this is kind of idealist, but it, it you really shouldn't need it. Like Yeah. I feel I mean, like if yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of it feels arbitrary a little bit where it's just like it, it's this I don't know. Yeah, I mean I think the idea with like work. ownership, it's like really about the ownership fade like a lot of it's about ownership fade if you're like boosting a bunch of players right sort of, like ownership fade is also a little bit arbitrary in that like it's not sim i mean we do kind of we base it on their standard deviations and like we do it in a smart way but it's still like we're like increasing or decreasing like the projections of the players based on their ownership um that has nothing to do with like they're like the sims and so mm -hmm. like you could if you do that too much you're gonna like end up with bad lineups um and so like the min salary i think is a way to sort of um like quality control that but yeah the one other thing honestly like in my head go ahead jordan yeah i was i was just gonna say like kind of thinking through this i feel like it's easy to explain how correlation and ownership fade like deliver ROI, like what they do, 
it, I think it's harder with sim precision. I think the advantage of sim precision, like we've been talking about, isn't so much that it like adds EV to your lineups. It's 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 a diversification tool. I wonder what kind of results we would get if we just held sim precision constant, and then mm -hmm. to a value that we think is like intuitively correct, and then see what correlation and ownership fade do. Yeah, because. Yeah. It would also reduce the number of things that are moving and it might, I don't know, we might see some patterns a little bit easier. Yeah, that's easy. Like from my end, that's like, you don't have to rerun anything. I could just hold it constant, right, Matt? Like, I don't think that's something I have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that's a really good idea. I think hold some precision at like seven. Okay. Six or seven, something like that. I think seven is like a good one to like get a lot of, like diversification mm -hmm. um, and then like see like basically do the analysis with just the builds at seven um, yeah. the other thing I do want to look at is like you had kind of you taken the top build from every contest and averaged yeah. them out right but yeah. I would like to just see like um, like even just a spreadsheet of like contest and build settings of like here are all of like the builds that were in that went into that average just yeah. to see like I know with that with like the zero ten zero it looked like it was just like a handful of builds but for some of the other ones that had a bigger sample size like yeah if there's like ten to twenty builds like I want to see yeah sure. what not just the individual like ownership number but like all three of them together yeah they do, I mean, they do interact, right? Like, the lower the yeah. position is, I think, the higher the impact of ownership fade um, and correlation. And so, like, that does matter. Uh, For sure. I can get that over to them. So, yeah, I, I think like, let's look at I that. I was, like, printing that. Yeah, anyways, just for, like, my sanity to make sure the average is, like, made sense. So that's, like, something that's simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's look at that. Let's hold some position constant. And then I am going to... Um, look into the adjusting the sims based on like the field i'm also just gonna like this is making me want to just do a little bit of my own digging into the builder and just um i kind of want to test some things out to be honest um which i think you could also do a bit elijah but like mm -hmm. i want to run some of these settings that are that are optimal like jordan did and like just see what the builder creates or even like look at the lineups the actual lineups that are like going into this sim like we have the build ids right we can like yeah in theory we could pull up the lineups i mean it's going to require a little bit of data wrangling but like we could pull up the lineups themselves and like look at them mm -hmm. and see like we could even see potentially like what is the highest roi lineup that like this build yeah is like from within this build for the specific contest, you know, like kind of dig in and just see, like, I want to see what is leading, like the, the reason for some of these results, I guess. Um, Cause like when we're doing these contest sims and like testing the build, it's like the, there's a lineup, right. That is like the top ROI. There's like a theoretical in the sims top ROI lineup. Yeah. And so like really the, the builds that are going to grade out the best are going to like be the ones that like have the most of that, like close to that lineup, you know? 
Um, and so I just kind of want to see what that looks like a bit. So like that, let me think about what you could do there, Elijah. Cause I do think that like, that might be something that you could like dig into and like start digging sure. into some of those lineups and like, just see what the trends are. Yeah. Um, that could be and cool. maybe you can actually see some of like the min salary trends too. Cause I do want to look at like, on like these different build settings, like what is the range of lineup salaries that we're getting? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that would be good to look into as well. Yeah, um, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I was hoping that we would have some like actual slider changes. I'm I'm feeling like we probably are not at the point of like making changes in the app right now based on this. Um, it seems like there's more questions, like more unknowns than we like. I think holding some position constant, like I think we might see some interesting results there. And like, since, you know, sim position is jet for most of these defaults is like around seven. Like, I think if we, maybe we just say like, okay, like let's not change sim position, but maybe we can, Mm-hmm. change correlation but even before yeah. we finish this analysis you know and there was even a note on that in last episode or the episode before matt i think you said that like mm-hmm. maybe we're heading towards a path where sim precision is actually a little bit more of a user preference kind of thing rather than mm-hmm. something right. that's optimally set uh for roi yeah. so and it would be very yeah. easy to like qualify that and say like hey like you're mm-hmm. you're going to take on more risk but you like theoretically are going to have more upside when you're right at the lower your sim precision yeah. is. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And just maybe yeah. not something good That's... test. Like that makes sense. Yeah, which I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, I think we've got like plenty to work with this okay. week. Uh, do you guys have any other like thoughts on? other things to discuss or next steps? I don't think so. Anything for me, I, I think I'm excited to see what, what happens next. I, I mean, I think with how, how important the sliders are, it a hundred percent makes sense for us to be like very confident in, in what we're finding. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like we're totally there yet. So I think it makes sense to like keep yeah. grinding. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think the setting the, Holding the sim position constant is, was a good idea. I think that'll hopefully I'm hopeful that will like mm. yield some pretty interesting results. Yeah, for sure. I, I also think, and I, I think there's a a possibility too that like we end up re-challenging some of our assumptions about like baseball DFS here a little yeah. bit too. I, I would not be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's the hard part is like when we're doing any of this stuff is it's this doesn't meet our intuition well, how right is your intuition about this kind of stuff? And mm-hmm. then, then it gets kind of hard. So for sure. Yeah. That's, hopefully I could bring a new perspective. That's kind of why Andy wanted to roll me into this. He was like, yeah, you background DFS, just like see what's optimal and, you know, try and mm-hmm. challenge what those initial assumptions may have been. So I, mm-hmm. I, but I, I get that. It's, it's a little weird, um, but yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. okay. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks guys. Sounds good. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Bye, guys.